case is that the victims, the targets, centered on disabled and elderly veterans. And we believe the reason for that is the co-conspirators believe that they would have the most benefits. The victims are getting help in recovering lost money. Washington State Governor Jay Inslee is about to announce that he'll run for a third term. The morning after he dropped out of the race for the Democratic presidential nomination, here's CBS's Ed O'Keefe. With Inslee's departure, there's now 22 Democrats running for president. That's down from a high of 26 earlier this year. And we expect in the coming week that there could be more announcements of people getting out of the race because they're not going to make the cut for the fall debate. Convicted sex abuser Jeffrey Epstein's accusers may have to wait a long time for any compensation from his estate. CBS's Gary Nunn is here live to tell us why. It seems as if Epstein has managed to manipulate the system even in death. Two days before his suicide, Epstein put more than a half billion dollars worth of assets into a trust fund. For the dozens of women accusers ultimately to collect any money for damages, the legal process could be extremely complicated. Identities of beneficiaries are hidden. Delving into the trust not only could be difficult, but also take years. Peter? The government has revised its new job count for 2018 and early 2019 downward by half a million jobs than previously reported. Grant Thornton, Chief Economist Diane Swank. That really is a pretty sharp downward revision. And at the end of the day, it tells us that the tax cuts and spending increases by the federal government did very little to boost employment. The Titanic is still seen as the ultimate shipwreck treasure, but time and the sea are slowly washing it away, historian Park Stevenson. Probably the most shocking area of deterioration was the starboard side of the officer's quarters, where the captain's quarters are. The captain's bathtub is a favorite image among Titanic enthusiasts, and that's now gone. S&P futures are up six and a half. This is CBS News. Behind every moment shared with the ones you love is a plan that helped make it happen. Learn more or find an advisor at MassMutual.com. Welcome to this guided meditation brought to you by MassMutual. Imagine taking your family on vacation. Let's begin with a deep breath. Breathe in flight delays and those times when you just can't even. Breathe out how wonderful it feels to spend time with the ones you love. (sighs) This is how it feels to have an investment plan. Learn more or find an advisor at MassMutual.com. Securities and advisory services offered through MML Investor Services, a MassMutual subsidiary. At Indeed, we believe a resume is a great way to see an overview of a candidate. But you're not hiring a resume. You're hiring a person. That's why Indeed offers tools that help bridge the gap between a candidate and the resume. Like skill tests, which let you actually see a candidate's abilities in action to make sure they're a good fit for the job. See beyond the resume with Indeed. Experience Indeed for yourself today and get a free sponsored job upgrade on your first posting at Indeed.com slash promo. Terms and conditions apply. Florida is set to execute a convicted serial killer tonight. Gary Ray Bowles was sentenced for the murder of a man in Jacksonville Beach. Prosecutors say he killed at least six older gay men along the East Coast in the early to mid-90s. Kentucky's Supreme Court is scheduled to hear oral arguments in a seven-year-old case over a company's refusal to print T-shirts for a gay pride festival due to the owner's religious beliefs. Well, going au natural and then some in the woods turns out to be a bad idea for a group of seniors. Those arrested are between the ages of 62 and 85. Police say the five men and an 85-year-old woman were involved in lewd and sexual activity in the Grace Richardson Conservation Area in Fairfield, Connecticut. Police launched a surveillance investigation earlier this month after the area was being publicized online as a place for people to meet up and have sex. All six were released on promises that they will appear in court. Matt Piper, CBS News. I'm Peter King, CBS News. With the stock market at all-time highs, cash in your profits now and invest in an asset that can potentially pay for up to 20 or more years. That's the sound of a producing oil well and the sound of a smart investment. If you're an SEC-defined accredited investor, you can take advantage of Encore Energy's projects. Call now to learn how you can potentially achieve 20 or more years of income and deduct 100% of every dollar invested against all forms of income. Call 1-800-803-8511. Invest in your future and buy oil. Encore is drilling in an area that is potentially one of the most prolific horizontal oil plays in the entire country. Oil prices are projected to rise, so you need to own a piece of an oil 
Battlefield. Encore Energy is the most active oil and gas operator in its core area of operations. Call now and learn how to deduct 100% of your investments and create 20 or more years of potential monthly income. Call 1-800-803-8511. You'll be calling directly to the home office of Encore Energy. That's 1-800-803-8511. Oil investments involve a high degree of risk and actual results may vary. Veteran-owned True Blue is raising the bar in plumbing with the best guaranteed prices and superior quality. Using the latest in plumbing technology, True Blue has the capability to identify problems in your pipes. For inspect for home purchase using a full-color camera while capturing video and watching in real time. They're committed to providing you honest and upfront service and offer free return service if the problem isn't fixed. Call them 24-7 at 740-590-5400. With a lifetime of experience and a desire to be the best in the business, True Blue is committed to being true to you. Fairhope celebrates life. If you're facing an end-of-life situation, Fairhope Hospice and Palliative Care. It is never too soon to call. Fairhope is here to listen. You don't have to face it alone. Fairhope cares for your loved one where they live. Or, during times of stress, the Pickering House is a serene setting providing relief for the patient. To learn more about Fairhope's Care from the Heart, please call 1-800-994-7077. Fairhope Hospice, we celebrate life. Join the Ohio Department of Insurance at an upcoming Medicare checkup event. Learn about Medicare open enrollment, financial assistance programs, and important deadlines. Visit insurance.ohio.gov or call 1-800-686-1578. I'll bet you spend more time shopping for food than for a doctor. Your health is your greatest possession. You should want the best. So join us at the Memorial Health System's Athens Department of Primary Care Open House, Tuesday, August 27th from 5 to 7 p.m. Meet our providers. Learn more about the world-class supports Memorial Health System brings to our community. Enjoy refreshments and see the changes we've made at 26 East Park Drive behind the Community Center. You'll leave knowing your health is in good hands, and we promise you won't leave hungry. Memorial Health System. Expect more. Athens Community Arts, Parks, and Recreation offers more than 500 recreation and leisure opportunities for all ages. Two dog parks, hiking trails, miles of bike paths, playgrounds all over town, ball fields, ball courts, soccer fields, arts west, and a skate park that's been rated tops in the nation. The Athens Community Center offers programs, classes, and activities like after-school child watch, yoga, martial arts, and fitness training, plus sports like soccer, volleyball, and basketball. Athens Community Arts, Parks, and Recreation. AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WATH, Southeast Ohio. Well, it just looks like it's going to burst. The cloud burst is going to happen any moment here on Columbus Road. And they said it'd be rainy today. And I think they're right. But not to fear, we bring you up to date on a number of projects, number of events. It's the party line on 97 AM and FM. Athens, Ohio. It actually looked kind of uh, sunny and nice when I was driving to work today, but they said it was going to get weird, and it now looks weird. <laughs> Steve Patterson, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. And, and your opener was almost made it sound like I can do something about the weather. And you know, did it? I, well, <laughs> I, I you know, don't think I have that authority. Newsflash: I cannot. Yeah, the mayor cannot. Okay. Well, um, I know somebody else who might say. Um, Oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah, let's, uh, we'll let's let not it go, go there. Whatever yeah. that thought was. Dave. Okay. <laughs> so uh, I'll turn Scott's mic on a little bit too. There. Anyway, uh, let's see. I'm. No, no. What was the line yesterday? I'm the chosen one, or something like that, right? Yeah, you know what one? I'm talking about, Dave. You were. I'm sure that you were. Yeah. The chosen one. No, 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 no. Not oh, me. Oh. 
<laughs> no, our president. Oh my! And so, I mean, he could he could take care of this weather he, stuff. He, I think he can. Yeah. He'll get blamed for it. Okay. Sure enough. All right. Let's um, uh, now listen. I'm even being texted here saying, "Get on with it, folks." Okay. Actually, it's my daughter-in-law. Okay. Here we go. So, a monthly update. Um, let's see, projects. There's a number of things going on, and, and I, I tried to list them off, and I'm sure I've missed some. But let's start with a parking garage. Um, some of my neighbors have brought up the fact that, uh, they, you know, they attend church either at the Methodist Church or the Presbyterian Church, right. and on Sundays, uh, parking on the third and fourth floor without an elevator is, um, well, you get the point. They do. They're huffing and puffing. Uh, absolutely. And, and if you have mobility issues, it becomes even more difficult with the parking garage having the elevator down. We had a lightning strike. I mean, let's just put it out there. There's a lightning strike to the elevator, uh, and there were some of uh, the components were damaged. In particular, you know, it, there's a couple CPU banks inside the elevator that do the programming that mm-hmm. we, we program and it runs the elevator and whatnot. Um, and so it's a little bit south of $50,000 repair, which we're working with. Uh, uh, one doesn't the city carry insurance? Oh, we do. We we absolutely do. And uh, we just found out that uh, the majority of that repair will be covered. So that Good. that's, you know, in play. It just, like anything else. So this wasn't here, a matter of the uh, renovations and upgrades no. of the, no. this was an entirely separate thing. Completely separate. Okay. Completely separate. Not, uh, and it affected the both. aren't conjoined at all. As I understand, it, it affected both. The um, you know, there's two that run side by side. Correct. There. It affected both cars yeah. uh, and the, cars, the, the brains the of both cars. There you go. Yep. <laughs> well, anyway, um, and then there's the renovation, as you, we've discussed before, Dave, and that'll be happening soon. Not having anything to do with the elevator cars, mm-hmm. uh, to where we're going to be painting the ceilings, uh, or the contractor is going to be painting the ceilings of all the floors. Uh, and of course, sixth floor has no ceiling, so it'll be <laughs> painting those, uh, and it'll be color coding the elevator banks, uh, the the you know the doors as you come up to where the elevators are, and there'll be um, so color, you're on color the banding. red floor, or right? You're the right. blue floor, or whatever. well, you know what's confusing to people, Dave? Is upper the lower, up, uh huh. Yeah, is the upper and lower, upper and lower one. And Once you get used to it, it was a piece of cake. Yeah, but well, uh, it's only still. taken me what twelve years. Yeah, well, I got forty six <laughs> in, so I learned it in thirty two. You've just gotten the hang of it. Yeah. So that'll be a modification that we see. Lighting, uh, it'll be another big modification. We're going to put LED lighting in there and much more of it as opposed to the the old uh, T8 flore- um, uh, fluorescent yeah. tubes that are in there. That'll be a change. There'll be some changes to the stairwells as well. Uh, and one of the things w- that and we... And I heard they're removing the doors to the stairwells. They are. They are. And we're now, not to get indelicate here. <laughs> Go ahead and do it. But uh, there have been um, occasionally uh, people take them for restrooms. For yes, uh, someone will urinate in a corner. Correct. To be specific, and I'm sure that's not happening at uh, three in the afternoon. No, uh, it might be three in the morning. But anyway, the point is. Um, it, Removing the doors is going to make that less private, and we hope um, they'll feel less uh, convenient, uh, less likely to do that. Right, you will be um, out there in the open, if you yeah. will. So that's a change that'll take place in the parking garage, and then another vital component to this, and I think we've talked about this before, Dave. As you as you pull up to the parking garage, if you weren't from Athens, um, or if you've only been here for you know a year or two, and you, you're driving by and you look at the signage on the East Washington facade, it says "City of Athens Facility Parking," and it almost reads or parking facility, um, and it almost reads like this is a parking garage that is only for city employees, mm. and some people interpret it that way. So. That'll be changed. We're going to put new wayfinding 
We're going to put uh, kind of the, it's not universal, but you, you see in other cities, you see the public parking, it just says parking, and the P is in a circle, it's blue background yes, or whatever. Of so we're going to do that, uh, and then we're also going to put wayfinding on, I believe, Court Street, where it'll have something very similar. We currently do, but it's kind of blends in with all the other signage that you see at the intersection <laughs> of Washington and Court. Yeah. So it'll be a little bit more prominent, and I... I believe, and I could be wrong, uh, but I believe there will also be a wayfinding sign on Congress as someone is cruising uh, south on Congress Avenue. So anyway, all By all the said, way, the art project, uh, <laughs> you know, the more I see it, the more I like it. It yeah. is really cool. So let's talk about that for a second. Okay. Um, that is cool. I agree, and I'm glad you appreciate it. I've gotten a lot of positive feedback from mm-hmm. people who also feel that way. Art the Athens Community Art and Music Fest was last weekend, last Saturday. And the Athens Photographic Project, whose art is on the, the garage, the parking garage, they went up and did, if you remember, Dave, before that installation was put in, they had photos and they used wheat paste and they pasted photos to kind of give the public an idea as to, you know, what's going to be coming uh, in the future when we got the, the permanent fixtures in place. Mm. They did the same thing on the building that houses Jack Neal Florist. Uh, okay. And they it's not really a, technically an alley. It's, uh, you know, between that building and BW3s as you're walking through there. And they did the same thing. And it's really cool, you know, to walk along and see that. So it's a whole different series of photographs that have been blown up and wheat pasted onto the side of the building. And I think people were really enjoying that as well. I pushed it out on Facebook, as I typically will push interesting things out there. You um, know, uh, Sally um, Sauber, um, Sally Schneider Sauber, I don't know how that is. Anyway, she's one of our folks, right? And um, she has a beautiful display inside um, what would be the market on stage. Oh, yes, yes. And, um, uh, you know, we have so many talented people. Um, I mean, that's one of the things we're proud of here. Um, whose stuff needs to be displayed and can be rotated and moved from location to location, and then other people can join into this circulation. Oh, yeah. Yes. And, um, you know, we don't... So, okay, so I guess I'm asking, the the art display that's on the parking garage presently... Correct is meant to stay for how long? Forever. Oh. Now, now the photos, um, so the, the fixtures are permanent. I see. The way these were designed, um, and one of our cherished businesses in the county, um, in the region, uh, Hilferty designed those. Mm-hmm. And they designed them in such a way that they can be, um, that the photographs inside can be swapped out and okay. rotated over okay. time. Okay, that's yeah. what I was getting at. Yeah. So that'll be a rotating um, display um, exhibit, and that'll, you know, they were thinking they'd do it probably every three years, give or take, and I think uh, it'll keep things fresh and new and keep people wandering along and admiring. The other thing that's cool about those, and I like this very much so, is the, the you have the art, you have the, the photograph of one of our Athens Photographic Project artists. And then if you look on the side, it has kind of a bio on who that artist is and mm-hmm. what their what how they envisioned that photo, what why they took the photo. Uh it's just it's that's great too. So someone walking along can not only see this beautiful photo photography, they can also look at who created that photo. Well, I know, you know, Sally is one of our more talented radio folks in town. And um She's been with us for years. But, uh, you know, she also has this photographic eye. Mm -hmm. And um, so now she's acquired her master's degree in visual communications. And, wow, how cool. Yeah. Okay, well... Yeah. All right. Let's see know, there's here. things That's... like that, Dave, that are popping up. All... Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Yeah, sure. There's stuff like that, as you know, and you're aware, that... One of the exciting things of recent is just the 
pop-up of different things. Armory Park is a great example to mm-hmm. where, you know, it was some, something that took us a year, year and a half to create. And then um, once the, the the contouring and the path and some of the plantings were in place, to have, you know, an Ohio University student come to me and say, you know, I have done placemaking in the past. Can I, and she pitched me an idea and her name is, is Nadia from Belarus. And she said, you know, I, I've got this idea and I know how to kind of not crowdsource it, but <laughs> crowdsource in terms of, of uh, um, labor capital, if you will, um, to, to get people to come down and help paint the mural, to build benches, to build the stage. And it was just awesome. So, I tell you, uh, I, I, I was, I was aware of the project early on. I had, um, only marginal thoughts about it, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's cool, <laughs> okay? I have I now really do focus on it, and um, have stopped and parked and walked through it, and we'll take others now too. Yes, um, good. good. But I had some concerns initially about how cool is it going to be? Yeah, but it turned out great. Great. And, you know, you likely know this, Dave, um, because your son, Nick, is on the Arts, Parks, and Rec Advisory Board. But that Armory Park is now under Parks and Recreation. Um, and it is a space that someone, if they wanted to reserve it and use it for an event, mm-hmm. if you go down to the community center, you can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, then The last feature that, uh, two last features, <laughs> that's a, kind of an oxymoron, right? Uh, two features that are left to be put in the Armory Park. One of them, um, Janelle Stock came to me and said, can we put a little lending library box in mm-hmm. there? And it's a beautiful box. And I said, absolutely, you can do that. So that's going to be an addition coming soon. The other thing that is going to happen, we've got the poles in place uh, to have that kind of festive swag lighting yes. so that'll be going up um shortly we've ordered the lighting as everything else it seems these days it's on back order yeah. Wah, wah. Yeah. so that'll be coming and uh and that'll allow for some you know early evening events taking place there there's a little stage now that was a surprise to me in the park when mm-hmm. this was all kind of the benches and everything were being built so anyway um it's uh, it's going to be a space that if someone wants to have a small event there, um, they can go down to Arts, Parks, and Recreation and ask to reserve it, much like someone would for the pavilions in Southside Park sure. uh, or Dairy Lane Park or at Highland Park or you know any of those. If you want to use them, you can use them. Well, let's, uh, let's move on. We've got so much more to cover. Um, needless to say, um, I went up to uh, Casa last night to have um, a little bite to eat with a group that I meet with regularly on Wednesdays, right? And mercy, things were different. Uh, people are moving back into town. Dave, uh, why would the, that be? I don't understand it. Um, it's not because of Armory Park. The the parking, uh, you know, there, there's cars that are not just uh, the people that are going to be staying here to go to school, but parents had extra cars and couches and beds and all this stuff. And um, I helped a lady carry a chair and stuff like that. Um, nice day. It was, it was just interesting. Yeah. And uh, and very loud, I might add. Everybody was just all joyful. You know, there was a, a certain uh, excitement. Excitement, that's the term. So um, it's a fun time in Athens. Um, th- let's move on to other projects, though. Uh, Route 33, East State Interchange. I'm going to say it's done. But I know they were even doing a little manicuring today. Right. Um, what's your opinion? Well, there's there is uh, a few punch list. Uh, there are a few punch list items that they have left to take care of along East State Street. But by and large, things are completed. They did a lot of work um, elevating or fixing the the pothole or the potholes. <laughs> that was last year. The um, uh, manhole covers so yeah. that that took place uh, in rather quick order. So now it's just some tidying up, some last items, Dave, along there. 
You know, I wonder if they couldn't put some rubber rims um, where the, in the, um, I don't know how you put it, where the manhole sets um, to make them cushion a little bit and also not rattle. And then um, in some cases, um, well, anyway, uh, I don't know what these, the, your guys know more about this stuff than I do. And, and they know more than I do about yeah, it. Yeah, sure. But anyway, it's uh, finally done or nearly and just really exciting. Um, the summer paving projects, has that got underway yet? Oh, it has. It, okay. It and is it has. done yet? <laughs> Well, I didn't. It, it just it. started on Monday, and now we're done. That would be awesome. <laughs> that would be. Did so, it start on Monday? It did. Oh, so it's just got it underway. It's underway. Uh, the streets that were in the initial pass, as we've opened up our paving street repaving season, mm-hmm. was Richland Avenue, Schaefer, give or take, up to the Hawking River. Um, they've put the the. I think they're up. The, almost the last course has been put on for that. Schaefer Street from Richland to Union Street, that one is underway as well, that they've started laying asphalt and rolling it. South Schaefer, which is Field Drive to South Convo Drive, that's underway. Carroll Road. Now, I've not been up to Carroll, even though I live up in that neighborhood. Um, that'll be Roxbury to Dove Drive. Um, and that one <clears throat> um, should have started this week as well so that's the august 19th pass but there are many more streets that'll be taken care sure. of and you know just to quickly go through the and list. just to remind people um for the last couple of years they've been able to essentially double what they've spent previously that's correct and uh, so more more bang for the buck as the saying goes and we're anticipating dave and i think we've mentioned this on the show before we're anticipating this year doing about 20 plus miles of street uh one-way miles of street and um and that also includes crack ceiling uh, because it may not be that it, the street is full of potholes but yeah. it's got some some uh i can't remember what they call it but alligator skin you know where it's it's kind of cracking up and so they'll go and do crack seal on those um some of the streets that are going to be repaved this year though is just a reminder cable lane carroll road columbus road High Street, Hillcrest Drive, Hooper Street, Richland Avenue, um, South Schaefer Street, as I'd mentioned, Stimson Avenue, a section they're going to do some spot repairs on Stimson Avenue, West Washington Street, West Green. You know, Stimson. (laughs) I know, Dave. I go to the post office daily, of course, and it needs some help. Well, it's going to get some. Okay. Uh, but remember this, is that in 2020-2021 uh, time frame is when the Stimson Avenue overhaul is going to take place. So, you know, you don't want to throw money um, at something that's going to be completely redone in the near future okay. as well. But there is going to be work done on Stimson Avenue. We so need to make that. more noise about that so people understand. That's a good point, Dave, You know, because that was one of the issues with... Um, some of the work on East Street, State mm-hmm. Street last year, mm-hmm. and, and we see it in other places. But, uh, again, you don't want to waste taxpayer dollars on short-term fixes when there's going to be a long-term fix maybe the year after. But we do our best I in the city you. of Athens. Here's one for you, and I'm going to throw this out as a trivia question. West Green Canyon. Does anybody know where West Green Canyon is? Well, I mean... I'm going to assume it goes under the old Richland Bridge, and um, it's between it's between Grosner and Irvine Halls. Yeah. Okay. I'm in the right zone. <laughs> Very good, Dave. Um, uh, it kind of follows the old riverbed. North Ridge Drive is another one, South Green Drive, and then Cantner Hall Alley, which I'm very familiar with, Cantner Hall Alley. That's where... For anyone who's kind of driven up College Street uh, and turned on to Washington or just traversed uh, College Drive is uh, right there at Cantner Hall. There is that little alley, but AEP has been doing a lot of work back there. Mm -hmm. Let me just share a quick story, which is interesting um, and has been painful. Um, There's another alley between the parking garage and where Claire Ball's law firm uh, is, correct? And that alley, there's parking back there, 
Um, and there's also some poles, utility poles back there that have transformers. And what has happened in the past, those transformers feed the businesses, some mm-hmm. of the businesses on Court Street. Correct. And what has happened in the past is if there's a, you know, if it takes a hit, lightning strike or whatever happens, the transformer goes down and AEP has to get back there. Often they can't get their trucks in there because there's a large amount of cars parked back there. And it's difficult for them to find the drivers of those cars to get them out. So we've had cases where it's been a couple days um, of having to get the cars out of there, either towing them out or finding the, the owners of the cars to get them out. And meanwhile, those businesses are without power, which is a real difficulty for those businesses. Well, anyway, we worked with AEP and Ohio University um, to come up with a plan and a, and a fix for all this. And so what they've been doing is they, you may have noticed there's kind of a, a brick little facade around what are transformers between Cantner Hall and the parking garage okay. on College Street. Right. And they, they chewed it all up and they had to run conduit underground uh, underneath Washington Street. Anyway, that that is nearing completion as well. And that whole thing was so now that AEP, if there is a problem, AEP can easily access the transformers via that transformer station, if you will, or whatever you want to call it. So that was a fix. Um, and that's why they're doing some paving along that Cantner Alley to to fix up the re- or to repair the sure. the alley itself. So that's a a big deal. Um, and I'm gl- that's been a long project, Dave. That's been going on uh, in discussion since 2017, I believe. And finally, getting that job to rest. Some other things, and you're aware of this because we chatted earlier, that are happening in the uptown area is. Uh, We've contracted with a company that is going around and what? How did you put it, Dave? Leveling some of the sidewalks. Well, you know, you can have um, where bricks and concrete join, uh, and maybe a utility company has had to poke a hole on Court Street, and then it's backfilled, and and um, they'll use concrete. It doesn't always level up perfectly. No. Yeah. And sometimes it can be low, sometimes it can be high. Uh, sidewalks, uh, you know, trees and roots and so on right. um, can cause a piece of concrete to raise a bit. So then you got to, anyway, leveling, leveling, leveling. <laughs> leveling. That's or, the term. Or another term um, I've often heard is milling. You're milling it down to where the yes. that obstacle is out of the way. And, you know, for someone who's... Has you know no uh, issues with mobility and being able to get around. We tend to sometimes overlook those unless you stumble over the thing. But then I look at an individual who uses has to use a wheelchair or uses a wheelchair mm-hmm. or uses a walker. Things like that can be big barriers in their way. So anyway, that <clears throat> started on Tuesday to where this company is going around. They first they did an audit. They audited the uptown area, so Court Street, certainly, as well as um, Washington Street, State Street. Union. Um, I don't know if they did Union, but I, okay. I can double-check on that, Dave, because we just replaced the sidewalks down there, if you remember, with the re- the West Union renovation. But this isn't place. just sidewalks. This is also uh, street. No, right? no, no. This is sidewalks. This sidewalks is a, only. Okay, I'm mistaken. A, uh, this is sidewalk. And uh, they're it's they're quick, which is surprising. You know that they started on, like I said, Tuesday, and they knocked off a good portion of Court Street. Yesterday they were working Washington and got a large part of Washington done. What you did mention was true, Dave. Is that the transitions of old brick sidewalks? A classic example would be on West uh, West Washington, or no, East Washington. Um, in front of uh, a rental where it has a brick sidewalk, but that brick sidewalk transitions to a concrete sidewalk. And again, you can have some heaving. Uh, so they were le- doing some leveling work there. And uh, it's great to see. You know, when, when I was on city council, there had been a series of years where the various utility companies, including the city, um, were not 
very careful about how they repaired a place they had poked into. Right. Um, to, to fix something underground. And so um, I wrote up some stuff that basically said they had to um, backfill it properly with in concrete eventually and then <coughs> um, come back to the original surface. So the concrete would stop the depth of the the um, the bricks, right? Right. If it were on Court Street. And then the bricks would be reinstalled over it. Right. But there's so many places where you see concrete, which is left over from years and years ago before that legislation was written, that, um, well, anyway, why did I bring this up? Well, we were talking about the sidewalks and the leveling. Yeah. <laughs> leveling. The leveling of the sidewalk. So that's going on in the uptown area. Um, you know, some other things that are going on, and, and this is kind of out in your neck of the woods, Dave. Is and it's just as a good reminder to people that we're doing fire hydrant testing and flushing along uh, East State Street, kind of in the area between US uh, 33 and Euclid Drive. Um, we were probably further east down your way, Dave, you know, mm-hmm. before that. But anyway, this is normal that we have to do this. And when that happens, sometimes there's uh, some sediment in the water lines that gets stirred up just a tad um, so if you do notice some discoloration just know this that you know and i everyone gets mailed this every year um, you can come up to the city building and get a copy but our our consumer um, and it's on the website it, it, it is uh, but our um, consumer confidence report that's out there talks about our water the city's water and and we have wonderful water here in the city of Athens. But again, when they're doing this hydrant testing, sometimes uh, sediment gets kicked up and mm-hmm. and uh, it looks a little odd. So, well, they, they did our hydrant um, at the corner of Grand Park and Dalton, um, which is actually on our new uh, dean of College of Fine Arts, College of Arts and Sciences uh, corner, uh, my newest neighbor. Ah. And uh, Florenz Plasman. Great guy. Anyway, um, they did ours about three weeks ago. And I happened to take a quick drive home for some reason or other midday, and they were doing it as I got there. And I was impressed. It was powerful. <laughs> it is powerful. Um, and uh, they, you know, they had their their gauges on it and they saw the pressure and they saw the flow and they did all of that sort of thing and then they shut it down. Right. And that's what it consists of. They want to make sure all of these are functioning properly. They absolutely do. So when there is a need for them to be put into play into use, they're there to do it. They're there to do it and they're there to protect you. Our fire department and police department do outstanding work and it's things like that level of infrastructure which i think sometimes people take for granted um that they are able to do their job and be effective uh, and they are effective hey, and I I, i've sure. written down several other things too who let's flip a coin you I, me or or scott okay heads or tails uh heads okay hey, i went one of you went i get it okay <laughs> it was heads. i lost it, <laughs> Okay, go on. This is uh, this is kind of breaking news that I, it's fun to share. Uh, a lot of people know that our director for um, code enforcement um, resigned back in the tail end of March, and uh, and so uh, and was that Sirois or something? That was like Rick Sirois. Yes. Okay. Right. After serving for almost three years, and so. Um, the interim director was Lance Allison, who was doing a fantastic job of running the code enforcement uh, office, running code office. And we had a search, and uh, we were successful with two searches. Um, those two searches um, were one was, uh, well, actually, both of them were for the assistant director for engineering and public works, Andrew Doherty, um, who was in our assistant director for the Department of Engineering and Public Works. He took a job with the Ohio National Guard um, and is now working in Columbus after he finished officer training school. So uh, a big congratulations to Andrew Doherty and wish him all the world in success as a military member. 
um, as a member of the Ohio National Guard. So that was a search that took place, too. And that we were successful in hiring an individual. His name's Ronald, Ronald Cross, who will now be the new assistant director for engineering and public works down at in that department. During that search, another candidate who rose to the top, um, and we offered that individual the the director of, of code enforcement position, and he accepted that. So we kind of a score score, and uh, that individual's name is David Riggs. Um, David Riggs is going to be coming to us from the uh, city of Mason over by uh, Cincinnati, mm-hmm. Dayton area, Cincinnati area. Uh, where kind he of was, a deprived area. That's okay. a joke. Okay. Nobody <laughs> caught that. <laughs> I caught it. That's Ma- why, Mason's that's why I a beautiful place. Yeah. Anyway, really okay. Is. Jeez. Uh, uh, he was formerly the uh, public works director for the city of Mason. And Ron Cross comes to us from uh, his former position was the city of Belpre safety service director okay. um, in public utility. So, yay, some changes going on, some some very impressive individuals who are now part of the city of Athens team. So, uh, I don't want to bring uh, – I'm changing completely here, and we have – we haven't even hit a third of our topics no. today. Uh, Central Avenue. You know, school started today uh, in terms of um, we, we had the um, – Tom Gibbs was on yesterday, superintendent of Athens City School District. And, of course, uh, east and west are combined for a while uh, to some degree, and but it's both down at west. Correct. Um, because of all of that – um there's been some um disruption to central avenue correct and um p- people who have properties down there rent rental or owners whatever previously accustomed to being able to park on the street now cannot during certain hours correct and um Obviously, many of them are kind of bugged, um, but that's just what has to happen to get this thing to work out. Um, describe that to us, would you? I will. I will. And you know, first and foremost, um, what we are doing on Central Avenue and also on uh, West State Street, it's for the safety of the students, the safety of the kids um, who are going to be going to what was West Elementary School, uh, and I will, that's what I call it. Um, You know, we had to, you know, create some no parking areas so that the buses could stack along there for morning drop-off and afternoon pickup. And then we had to post other areas of Central Avenue and a little bit of West West State Street as, you know, no parking between 7 a.m. and 4.30 p.m., to help with the flow, we also had to put the red or orange water-filled barriers along there, but that's short-term. We put that there to help change the habits the habits and behaviors to where parents are not to drive along Central Avenue if you drive your child to school. You don't go down Central Avenue and drop them off on the west side of Central Avenue and let your child scurry across because there's going to be traffic flowing through there. Plus, there's going to be buses stacking along there. So the area in which parents are to drop off their children is West State Street, um, you know, west of Central Avenue. So further on down as you're going, you know, to the Innovation Center, if you know that area. Because or the we ball have, fields. We yeah. have, you know, a very expensive set of steps and sidewalk, which came from the Safe Routes to School program under ODOT to create a sidewalk and stairs that go up to the backside of West Elementary. And so that's where uh, kids are to be dropped off by vehicles. The buses will be dropping off on the east side of um, Central Avenue. They'll be coming down 2nd Street. Um, and then pulling up along right in front of the school on Central Ave. The barriers themselves, so that everyone kind of understands this, will is not a permanent thing. It's not even a long-term um, fix for that. We anticipate 
taking them away uh, within hopefully you know a month or less. I'd like to see them taken away sooner. And we're going to double white stripe about ten feet off of the curb, ten and a half feet off of the curb on the west side. Um, and it'll probably say something like buses only or something along those lines. Um, and we are going to make, I think, a modification to the no parking signage on the east side of Central Avenue. Currently, it just says no parking 7 a.m. to 4 4.30 p.m. Um, and I, it, I'm not sure if it says Monday through Friday, but that's what we will put on those so that people understand Monday through Friday that that is the case with the no parking. You know, there's also a church on the corner of Clark and Central Avenue. So we're going to be working with the church because um, there are activities clearly that take place there. And sheltering arms is another um, uh, place that's on Clark Avenue. So we have, uh, I'm sure some fine tuning that we will be doing, but you know, we are, uh, watching this very closely as to how this all works out but that's kind of the plan at this point in time because you know there are going to be as i understand it there'll be six buses dropping off and picking up and we do need to stack them there they can't go around to the back because they have the relocatables back there now mm-hmm. um, because they had to expand that for classroom space and then the parking to accommodate an increase in teachers and staff at so, these relocatables that um, the mayor just mentioned, these are temporary buildings. They, they are. They are. And um, they all they all ended up parking in front of our radio station as they were arriving in town. Oh. And uh, they're they're big and they're significant, but uh, they all then get uh, put together and have been um, behind West Elementary. Right. Okay. Right. I'm sure the school district appreciated. You allowing that to be staged in front no, of No, I mean, what, what choice did we have? Well. <laughs> they, they were just impressive, large things. Okay. Uh, now, um, unless you had more. No. Um, Richland Avenue Bridge Repair. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There's another project, and it's a little over more than halfway done. Um, they finally uh, moved from one side to the other side, the other lane. Um, but but uh, we have some businesses in the area saying that they're being affected. It's certainly kind of a, if you don't have to go that way, you take the loop around. Um, uh, certain times of the day, it's really tough. Other times, it's okay. But um, are, are the, is the contractor satisfied with the timetable? You know, at this point, um, I think we've mentioned this before in your show, Dave, that, that things did slip. If you remember early on in the project, they literally had the forms in place and the rebar for the, uh, for the what would that be, the west side, um, uh, side opposite the... Uh, uh, yeah, west side s- makes stop sense. Stop and cop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, on the, right. On the OUN side of the street. Anyway... Um, that we had a rather large downpour for a period of time and Coates Run swelled up and literally flooded the project so they couldn't do anything. They had to wait for things to dry out. That set them back. There was a couple other rain events where they couldn't be pouring concrete in the rain that set them back. Um, And initially, they were set back by almost 30 days. As I understand it, they've picked up two weeks since then. So they're a couple weeks behind schedule, but they do plan to close this out by mid-September. Mid-September. Yeah. And again, as you know, Dave, and I do too, because I drive it every day, it seems, (coughs) is that traffic is maintained through the Richland Avenue corridor with Mm -hmm. signalized on both sides of the bridge project. Um, So... Folks, businesses are all open on Richland Avenue. Um, This is not unlike the Stimson Avenue roundabout project, where, again, we had had to modify traffic flow through there, and that impacted businesses in that corridor. Uh, We've had East State Street, the big East State Street project. That, you know, affected traffic flow, which in turn can impact businesses. But um, this is – nothing is atypical about the way – the construction is going in the city of Athens. Let's move on. Sewer extension. We've been talking about it for three years. 
where does that stand now? You We're know, talking about the Route 56, uh, Radford Road 50 loop. Right. Um, you know, we're closely tracking that, too, because uh, what we're keenly watching are, again, the connection points. So we've got our, where our sewer comes up to the city limits and then it ends and there will be, you know, lift stations or, uh, you know, there's going to be infrastructure that we're going to have to put in place. And so we're, we're closely watching that. Um, and that's about all I can tell you about that project, okay. Dave. I, I know that they're you know, probably 90% into, you know, uh, uh, through the engineering of this, and there may still be some property um, uh, easement issues going on for the county, but uh, it's a county project again. So we're just watching on the city side of things as just, this materializes. Just thought I'd get your point. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Athens has had a great deal of pride in, in considering themselves an open and welcoming city. Yes. Um, anything new on that? Do we have some new ideas or additional ideas that we want to employ to even make that a more? Uh, you know, it's interesting you should ask that, Dave. Uh, timing's impeccable. And you, I'm wondering whether you were at the next table over in eavesdropping. I had a really great conversation um, with the director for uh, diversity and inclusion at Ohio University, um, Gigi Sakubin, Dr. Sakubin. And um, some other individuals, uh, Carolyn Lewis, who was longtime chair for the Commission on Disabilities, and her daughter Karen, and we were what we were discussing is: is there a way of creating um, a commission in the city of Athens that is the Diversity and Inclusion Commission? And I kind of started thinking that over. And, you know, we have what's called, and you're probably familiar with this, Dave, we have what's called the Joint Police Advisory Council, which I was the charter chair as a city council member on that particular commission. And that one's unique uh, in that it was the brainchild of Chief Tom Pyle and Chief Andrew uh, Powers at Ohio University, so the city's police chief and the university's police chief, to where they wanted to create something um, to where they can better engage with the university population and the city's population. And I think it's been a great um, commission. And um, it was it's one that was ratified by uh, President Nellis, or President mm-hmm. um, uh, McDavis, rather, as well as the former mayor, Paul Weil. And... So I started thinking about this idea of another commission and thought, you know, why don't we use the same model or a similar model that was used for the Joint Police Advisory Council with something like this, diversity di- diversity and inclusion. So we're working through that to, to what you were just talking about, Dave, when you started about us being a welcoming city. And um, I think that might be another wonderful forum to discuss how we improve ourselves, um, how we kind of watchdog ourselves in some ways um, and move forward to where everybody um, feels safe, feels included, and that we, you know, work on um, making ourselves as diverse a population as we possibly can. So that that's an update on that, Dave. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, let's see here. So many topics, so little time. Farmer's Market, any updates? Um, I don't have any updates. Okay. Um, we'll just leave it at that. There's been a change. I did talk to Larry Cowdray of Cowdray Farms. He was the former um, president of the board or the chair of the board. Um, and I think we all know that Kip Parker, um, you know, has resigned or uh, retired from no, his No, I role. didn't know that. Oh, he did. He did. Okay. He's, uh, you know, Kip has been wonderful. Um, I've in, known him forever. In uh, running Farmer's Market. Um, so there has been a, a change uh, at the helm okay. there. I think there's been some change with the uh, the board as well, or will be some changes. So we'll see how things roll out uh, with Farmers Market. But I don't really have, any, other than that, any updates. As you learn things, share them with me. I will certainly do that. Okay. You know, something I do so want to talk about. So the relocation thing, though, is that uh, still floating around? Is it what, Dave? Sorry. The relocation it's still being floated out there, but okay. again, I haven't been approached by the board or farmers market recently with anything along okay. those lines. You know, you mentioned early on in the show, Dave. The you know this is 
today and tomorrow and through the weekend is move in um, uh, with Ohio University coming back, you know, starting classes on Monday, uh, which is fantastic. You know, and with that, the convocation of the freshman class is Sunday, and I will be attending convocation and likely marching with them, uh, which is the the tradition of going from the, the convo on up to College Green. Mm-hmm. I believe that uh, President of Council Chris Nisley will be up there as well, and hopefully some of the other city council members welcoming this incoming class and, and letting them know that there's a lot of things they can do to engage themselves in the city. Again, we just talked about boards and commissions. We have several boards and commissions to where, by statute, we have a seat for an undergraduate student, some mm. of them undergraduate and graduate students, you know, so we're always making sure that students are aware of that. But uh, I'm a huge fan of having experiential learning opportunities, you know, throughout the city, throughout the county. And I want that to be conveyed to the students that, you know, there's a lot for you to to do to be involved in whatever your major is. There's things that you can easily apply your major to in the city and in the county and want them to dream big as to how they can engage and explore. You know, don't just sit in your dorm room. Don't just bury your head in a book, although, you know, you need a book to, to learn. Um, or sometimes these days that <laughs> can be electronic, right, Dave? No. But, but regardless, yeah. you know. Get out and explore your environment. Athens in bloom. This was a competition. Uh, yeah. How uh, is there any inkling of when the judges were here, what they thought of us? I do. Uh, there was a really great video kind of post-assessment um, of the city, and it's on the city's website. Uh, you can pull it up. Of you know, Just go to the city website, go to our video streaming, and, and Google, you know, American Bloom Athens or something like that. Anyway... Um, the judges, they were impressed. They were impressed with the the work that the master gardeners are doing in the city. They were impressed with our median on East State Street. They were impressed with a lot of our businesses. Mm-hmm. You know, we have businesses, Dave, you know this. You know, places like the OUN or Attractions or um, even uh, Kroger, uh, other businesses all around the city. Court Street Coffee. They had a Court Street Coffee was (laughs) phenomenal. So they were impressed with our businesses and their engagement uh, with the American Bloom. And not just American Bloom. It's not just for this one event, Dave. It's it's all summer long. Of course. And we're going to be... We're thinking about putting mums up in our hanging baskets on Court Street as we transition into the fall and possibly put some poinsettias up as well. But correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't this sort of a a judging of a variety of communities that have said, come look at us? Yes. Yes, it is. And then at some point they're going to release a report saying here are the top 10 or 20 or whatever it is that we observed in – and so on. That's true. And we're in a we're in a particular population class, if you will, because they judge villages, they'll judge cities of, I don't know, population X up to population Y, sure. large cities, whatever. So we are in a particular group um, that are being judged, and you you do get judged. And there's a first place, second place, and third place um, in that judging. And so we're hopeful that we really do well this year. But I have to give you know a lot of credit, again, to our master gardeners in the city, to a large volunteer workforce. Uh, and Ron Lucas, Deputy Service Safety Director, was kind of the one who really took this on. And a lot of business owners really stepped up, like I said. I know Les Cornwell put a lot of effort into making things look the way they do. He always does. Yes. All right. Well, listen, here's all the topics we've missed. Dog parks, armory, pool usage, comprehensive plan, uh, the Essence of Athens, Disability Commission, Annexation, New Business Recruitment, Broadband Quality, Body Camps, ODOT Grants, Scooters and Share a Bike Programs, Frustrations, Opportunities for New Ideas, How to Tip the City Off to Different Things in Your Community. <sighs> yeah. Have yeah. you got any free time? <laughs> That's right. Um, <laughs> we'll work on some of those next time, eh? Yeah, we will. And, you know, Dave, my new – and it's been my moniker for a while now, and I hold to this. I love you, Athens. <laughs> I, I do, too. All right. Well, uh, the mayor of Athens, as always, uh, monthly joins us. And, uh, Steve, I really appreciate what you're doing. Thanks, Dave. You bet. We are 970, and it's 10 o'clock. 
This is CBS News on the Hour. Real news, real reporting. I'm Peter King. The suspect in a foiled mass shooting plot could make his first court appearance today in Long Beach, California. Police say he was planning to gun down co-workers and guests at the Long Beach Marriott. KNX reporter Pete Demetrio. Detectives arrested 37-year-old Rodolfo Montoya of Huntington Beach. A search of his home turned up two AR-15 style rifles, more than 20 30-round magazines, a bolt-action rifle, a pump shotgun, and three handguns along with thousands of rounds of ammunition. Montoya is being held on a half million dollars bail and is facing charges of making criminal threats, manufacturing possession of assault weapons. In Altamont Springs, Florida, police say a 16-year-old girl texted a threat to kill students at a Catholic school. Officer Michelle Sosa says she may not have been serious, but... It is a juvenile facing felony charges, uh, so this is definitely not a joke. Can you just imagine having that on your record? So parents, we, we encourage the parents to talk to their kids. The U.S. and U.S.-backed forces have caught thousands of foreign citizens fighting for ISIS. CBS's Cammy McCormick says the White House wants to send them back to their own countries. Thousands of these foreign fighters are being held in Syria by U.S.-backed forces. And President Trump is warning European countries to take them back. He said the U.S. will not hold them at Guantanamo and pay for it. President Trump said if countries don't take them back, there will be no choice but to release them. South Korea has canceled an intelligence-sharing agreement with Japan. Asia expert Gordon Chang says it's bad news for the U.S. It's important that our two allies in the region work together and share information. South Korea needs to understand that this deal is in the South's interest, especially because North Korea is threatening South Korea at this moment. The president of Yale University is apologizing after an independent investigation confirmed sexual abuse by a former professor. WTIC's Bill Pierce is in Hartford. The report concludes Dr. D. Eugene Redmond sexually assaulted five students at a research facility on the Caribbean island of St. Kitts and committed sexual misconduct against at least eight others. Redmond denies the allegations. He retired from the Yale School of Medicine last year as disciplinary proceedings were about to get underway. The report says Yale officials failed to adequately respond to complaints against Redmond in 1994. Investigators are looking into the crash of a Cessna Citation jet in Oroville, California. Everybody's out. All right, guys. The pilots and eight passengers escaped. Nobody was hurt after the plane caught fire during takeoff. A similar jet skidded off a runway last week in Bristol, Tennessee. It was carrying NASCAR's Dale Earnhardt Jr. and his family. Nobody was hurt in that incident. The Dow is up 133 points. This is CBS News. CBS News Radio is your home for breaking news. With our team of reporters around the country and the world, we give you the coverage you can trust. Country Legends, presented by O'Reilly Auto Parts. History was made at this year's Newport Folk Festival. The first ever all-female headlining set. Brandy Carlisle organized it and invited the one and only Dolly Parton. She has been the consummate and ultimate feminist, but beloved by all different kinds of people. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. You know Labor Day signals the unofficial end of summer, but not the end of your outdoor projects. Lowe's helps you do it right and helps you save with Labor Day deals throughout the store. Shop now and get two bags of Stay Green Potty Mix for $12. And keep your lawn looking neat and trim with a Craftsman 2-Cycle 17-inch gas string trimmer, now $20 off at just $119. Whatever's still on your to-do list this Labor Day, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 828. Soil offer excludes Alaska and Hawaii, U.S. only. It's a hoax that's been going around on Facebook off and on for years. Now it's hit another social media site. Spotted on Instagram, word that the company changed its privacy policy. The notice indicated photos you post can be used by anyone. It was a hoax filled with misspellings, but tech expert Jessica Naziri says it gained traction when celebrities reposted it. We look to them as experts, and if they set the precedent and they're wrong... People will be so confused. Among those who shared it, Rob Lowe, Usher, and Energy Secretary Rick Perry. Steve Kathan, CBS News. If you're in the market for a teaching job, you may want to send your resume to Highlands University in Las Vegas, New Mexico. But be forewarned, school officials say the number of tenured faculty positions is at its lowest in history because salaries aren't competitive with other schools. They're asking lawmakers for more money to change that. Peter King, CBS News. 
With the stock market at all-time highs, cash in your profits now and invest in an asset that can potentially pay for up to 20 or more years. That's the sound of a producing oil well and the sound of a smart investment. If you're an SEC-defined accredited investor, you can take advantage of Encore Energy's projects. Call now to learn how you can potentially achieve 20 or more years of income and deduct 100% of every dollar invested against all forms of income. Call 1-800-803-8511. Invest in your future and buy oil. Encore is drilling in an area that is potentially one of the most prolific horizontal oil plays in the entire country. Oil prices are projected to rise, so you need to own a piece of an oil field. Encore Energy is the most active oil and gas operator in its core area of operations. Call now and learn how to deduct 100% of your investment and create 20 or more years of potential monthly income. Call 1-800-803-8511. You'll be calling directly to the home office of Encore Energy. That's 1-800-803-8511. Oil investments involve a high degree of risk and actual results may vary. Are you dreaming of something greater? A college degree, job skills, a rewarding career. The Ohio Army National Guard can help you get the education you need to land the career you've always wanted. The Ohio National Guard Scholarship Program could pay 100% of your college tuition. You're eligible for the scholarship as soon as you enlist. Learn more about the many benefits that come with serving in the Ohio Army National Guard. Visit NationalGuard.com today. Sponsored by the Ohio Army National Guard, aired by the Ohio Association of Broadcasters and this station. Experienced truck drivers. Are you searching for a company that will let you pick the kind of driving job you want? At Schneider, professionals personalize their careers by choosing from 38 different types of driving positions. That means a better career to fit your lifestyle. If you want even more choice, Schneider drivers can also choose from over 50 unique dedicated accounts. Enjoy experienced driver pay, the respect you deserve, and choices that only Schneider can offer. Find out for yourself at schneiderjobs.com. That's schneiderjobs.com. A storm threatens America's world-leading drug innovation. A new HHS price control scheme could cripple the development of new medicines to fight diseases like 